0: Welcome to the Pooch Parenting Podcast, a podcast for parents with dogs. I'm Michelle Stern, a certified professional dog trainer, mom, and former teacher. Living with kids and dogs at the same time can feel like a circus. I know because I lived it too. Join us as we interview a variety of experts and parents to discuss topics that will make parenting with dogs easier, safer, and less chaotic. Also, you can love living with your dog again. I'll always keep it real which might even mean that you hear the messiness of life in the background on occasion, but at least you know you're not alone. Tragedy actually brings me here today to talk to all of you. Um, So as you know, my professional specialty as a dog trainer is to help families who have children and dogs. And that arises from the fact that I'm a trained teacher. I am also a mother. And I'm a certified professional dog trainer. So helping families with kids and dogs is what I am really passionate about. And that's what I've chosen to specialize in uh, with my business. And so this morning, yesterday, actually, when I heard about a tragedy that happened over the weekend, um, I knew that I needed to come on and talk to all of you because there are a lot of misconceptions and there are a lot of thoughts and judgments that people make when they hear about something like this. And I want to talk to you about it from my perspective. So the gist of what happened. Okay. So let me give you a little summary of what happened. I read the article. I did not go searching the internet, looking for extra articles about it. Um, But I did read one article and that's really all I needed to read. So what happened was, is there was a family. They had a two month old baby who was sleeping next to the parent's bed in a swing in the bedroom and the family's German shepherd um, injured and ultimately killed the baby during the night. I hope I don't cry. Okay. Um, the they woke up when they heard a commotion the mom called the police the dad took the dog into the backyard and shot it so um this was a tragedy on a hundred different fronts on a hundred different accounts um I feel horrible for the parents. They have had to endure a loss that's unimaginable. And I know that it's really easy to judge. I think that it's really common for people to judge and blame the parents. Um, And this was an absolutely avoidable accident and avoidable tragedy, and it should not have happened. And it could have been avoided, Um, but here's the thing you don't know what you don't know. And you guys are connected to me or you wouldn't be watching this video or you're connected to someone who shares this video later. And so you are thoughtful and you're proactive and you want to do better. And I give huge kudos to you for that. But there are a lot of people who don't know that help like what I offer exists. And they just think that kids and dogs are fine. They've been fine for generations. Nothing's going to happen. Or they think my dog was my first baby. My dog would never do anything. You know, my dog's wonderful. My dog's my love. The dog is the love of my life and would never do anything to hurt me or my child or anybody who I care about. Um, and in fact, we were having a conversation in one in my Facebook group called parenting kids and dogs. And, and somebody literally made a comment that said, um, your dog will pick up on the love you have for the baby and will therefore behave appropriately. So there's a lot of misconceptions out there. That's simply not true. Um, Dogs are animals. They're not mind readers. They're not people. Dogs are animals and they have a lot of teeth. And if for some reason something happens, they will use those teeth. It is our job as adult responsible humans, as parents, to... Prevent accidents like this from happening. It is absolutely our responsibility. It is not the dog's responsibility to make this choice. It shouldn't even be something that's possible. Okay, this shouldn't have even been possible. But I want to go back to the parents and what the parents are going through. Um, and I want to talk for a second about compassion. And I'm really, really sad that this happened. And I'm furious that it happened. Um, But I am not going to pile on guilt to these poor people, Um, even though it was avoidable. They were probably suffering from lack of sleep. It's possible that a two-month-old baby was in a phase of its life where it was colicky or had reflux. And by sleeping in the swing, which I'm not going to say whether that's safe or not. I, I, I'm i going to interview a sleep expert about the safety of that. So I'm going to leave that to the pros. But these parents were probably so desperate and so tired. Unless you are a parent, you do not fully understand the actual pain that you can feel from being so overwhelmingly tired, that you feel like you would do anything just to get a few hours of sleep. And it's possible that they were feeling that and they were experiencing that. And that's why the baby was in a swing. But the fact remains and something that we are not, um, we are not going to ignore or avoid is the fact that the dog should not have been loose in that room in the first place. So again, you're all here because you care about this. You want to do better. You want to be better. You want to avoid accidents like that. And I love you for that. Um, we, we need to get the word out that support like this exists. Okay. I devote my time and energy into helping families avoid situations like this. I've got a membership, um, which opens a couple of times a year and that's ongoing support. It's, um, one part support group and constant support over the developmental changes of your child and your dog. And it's one part dog training, because again, there are constant changes that happen with your dog as you're growing your family. So maybe your dog dashes through the door, maybe your dog now barks and and interrupts nap time. Again, this goes back to sleep, right? We can't have our dog driving us crazy. Maybe our dog embarrasses us in public and we have all this guilt over the fact that we're not parenting our dog the way that we used to. So my membership, which you can get information at safekidsanddogs.com, you can get on the wait list. I highly recommend that. It's ongoing support. I want you guys to love each other. I want you to love living with your dog again. And that's really hard to do without a parent coach on your shoulder. I mean, I'm right there, I'm there. I answer questions all the time. We are an amazing support group. Okay, let's, I wanna address options for families with, in terms of sleep for the dog. There are people who believe that because the dog has slept in their room up until the point when the baby's about to be born that the dog should remain in their bedroom. And if that's the case, and you really, really want your dog in your bedroom, um, fine, keep your dog in your bedroom. But then the baby cannot sleep in your bedroom, the baby needs to sleep in another room with the door closed. Because if you're asleep, you're not watching, you're not supervising. Just being in the same room is not good enough. And I can't tell you the number of times that I've gotten phone calls and urgent emails from people saying, I wish I knew about you sooner. My dog bit the baby and I saw the whole thing happen. No, you couldn't have seen the whole thing happen um, if you were in the other room, you were right there. You watched it happen and it still happened, but it didn't have to, right? So there's a lot that can be done And for those of you that are proactive enough to be here before your baby's even born, God, I'm so proud of you, but there's a lot to be done and you need a coach, you need a dog trainer to guide you. I've got some free blog posts on poochparenting.net. There are things that tell you, I think one of them's called six behaviors to teach your dog before a new baby comes or something like that. Go ahead and get that. But if you don't know how to actually train those behaviors, then you need me or you need more support from a professional trainer somewhere who can help you get there. So there's a lot to be done. And there's a lot more than just introducing your dog and baby when they come home from the hospital. And then because that went well, then now you're in the clear because that's absolutely not the case. That's not true. It's not that simple. This is a daily, hourly, monthly, yearly commitment that you are making to your child And to your dog, you're telling your dog, I love you enough that I'm not going to let you make a mistake that is life-threatening either to my child or to the dog itself, okay? When a dog makes a mistake, like a simple nip, getting into the garbage, eating something that it shouldn't eat. These are potentially life-threatening events. Now, if the dog does something actually damaging to a human, there's a very good chance that dog will be euthanized or turned into a shelter, which could result in any number of different things. Now, if I can help keep dogs in their home where they're supposed to be and keep them out of shelters where they shouldn't be or help them help families rehome the dog to a family where there's less stress in the environment, that's what I want to help people do. And I'm gonna do it with my whole heart. I'm gonna help you. I'm not gonna judge you. And I'm really frustrated that this happened to these parents and part of me is really mad at the parents for not knowing, but it's not their fault that they didn't know because you don't know what you don't know. And so that's why we need to help people understand the stakes. Now, here's the thing, and this is what I wanna, I want this to be normal, okay? You go get prenatal care, that's normal. You get your teeth cleaned, that's normal. You get your kids vaccinated, that's normal. You take your puppy for a well puppy visit, that's normal. You even sign your kid up for swim lessons because you wanna make sure that they don't drown. That's normal. But what should also be normal is working with somebody like me. Because if I can prevent literally a life and death situation, wouldn't it be worth an $85 consult? Yeah, I think so. It's a lot cheaper than an ER visit and I can do a lot in an hour with you and I can do a lot more in my membership. I can do so much more in my membership. You'll have a dog you love living with again. I want to talk about sleep. So I have an interview lined up with a sleep specialist and we're going to talk about safe sleep. I want to know the science has changed since my kids were little and there's a lot that I don't know anymore. And I'm going to talk to her about Safe sleeping. Is it safe to co-sleep? Is it safe for your kid to be in a swing? Is it safe for any number of things, for your kid to be in its own room? We're going to talk about that because I'm not going to express conjecture. Safe sleep education is something that we're going to talk about. And if you have questions about safe sleep for you too, by the way, because without enough sleep, you're useless as a parent. Cause it literally just hurts to exist when you're so painfully tired. And I know that because I'm mom, I'm mom. I think that every OBGYN and every pediatrician should give out information about how to read dog body language, how to keep your kids safe at the very least give a recommendation for some pens and gates, which I have. I have free recommendations for all that stuff. I have printable guides that I can give you guys. Um, these, those are band-aid solutions. There's a lot more to parenting kids and dogs and keeping babies safe than baby gates. But I'm telling you, those are absolute lifesavers because you have to be able to pee. You have to be able to make dinner. You have to be able to deal with the mountain of laundry that's going to happen when you're the parent of kids and dogs. And you can't have your eyes on everybody a hundred percent of the time. It's absolutely impossible. So what are you going to do about it? Right? So again, working with somebody like me can help you come up with a plan so that you can literally just get through the day. I can give you a ton of ideas about where a dog should sleep, how you should get them used to it, when you should start that routine, right? I do think, yes, your dog could sleep in your room with you, but how are you going to do that? Well, you can put a pen around the dog bed for one. I would actually be much more comfortable with two layers of protection a pen around a pen with a gap in between, or um, even using baby gates and other things in combination. I mean, there's a variety of things that you can do. If your dog is crate trained, your dog can sleep in your bedroom. Absolutely. As long as they don't typically try to break out of your crate, right? But having doors and barriers in place is crucial to keeping everybody safe. And I don't want to see accidents like this keep happening over and over again. These poor parents were probably sleep deprived, they were tired. And the ultimate tragedy happened because they were not supervising. I don't know anything about this dog. They The article said that the dog had been well-trained and had never had a problem in the past. So you need to understand that dogs often are triggered by things that we may or may not understand. I don't know if the swing was in motion or if the swing was still. I don't know if the baby startled during sleep as young babies do, but all of those kinds of quick motions can trigger the prey, predator prey instinct in dogs. I don't know that that's what happened there. I don't know because I wasn't there and I'm not going to offer too much conjecture except that we should probably use this as a cautionary tale that they had no reason to suspect something bad would happen. And it did, and they paid the ultimate price. They lost the two loves of their lives because they took a chance. And it's not worth taking a chance. And so I think it's our responsibility to let people know that help exists and that people should get it while they're pregnant or in the process of adopting a baby before the baby even gets home. And if you haven't done that kind of preparation, Um, I don't want you to think it's a lost cause. It's absolutely not, but you can be very intentional and get to work on training immediately because this is a life and death issue. So I'm sorry to talk about something so sad and so tragic, but um, there are no excuses. Um, Ignorance can get you so far, but you need to do better if you're going to raise a human and grow it up into a successful adult. You have to do better. And um, I would be happy to help you do that. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Pooch Parenting Podcast on iTunes or on the podcast app of your choice. If you're looking for ongoing support for your family with dogs, be sure to get on the waiting list for my Thriving Parents with Kids and Dogs membership at www. Dot .safekidsanddogs.com And don't forget to follow Pooch Parenting on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks for listening.